Welcome to Live at the Vibe. Oh, baby. with your host Elia Rivetti. We're here with comedian Sam Menzies, who also happens to be one of my best friends. He's uh, he's one of the one of one of the um, up and coming guys on the Sydney scene, and uh, we've, we always have him at Vibe. We're always very ha- happy to have him at Vibe. Uh, tonight is kind of a strange night, so uh, in terms of the audience, it's kind of a strange night. So I think that the Sam's energy is going to be really interesting. How do you think you're going to go in that first one? I'm hoping I'm going to go well. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to run my material as I know it and see how they play. Are you performing tonight? I'm not. No, 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 no. No? No, well, why are you hiding behind a microphone, Elliot? Why, why, why you got a podcast going? You're a beautiful man. You should be on TV. You got your square jaw, your bouncy hair. You're packing a cigar in your pants. You, look, you work out? You go to the gym? How much is your dick bench? Answer my question. Sorry. Oh, man. This podcast is about, this podcast is about you. That's very nice of you to say. Uh, so, uh, uh, if, uh, fucking... Okay, so you're opening up the second half. Have you, do you open up a, a half often? Yeah, it seems to be the spot I keep getting given now. Okay. I don't know if that's a, a shit spot or a sweet spot. I'm getting good at it. I'm getting good at it. It's the, everyone's just had a cigarette, they've sat back down, they've got a fresh drink, and I feel like they've digested the first half, they've had some good laughs, and now they're ready to kick back in again, and it's my job to, I mean, the MC's going to jump it off for me, but, uh, I mean, then I want to carry it up from there. Uh, yeah, no, opening second half has kind of been a thing I've been doing for a little while now. And uh, how do you do you do it? Do you have any sort of preparation that's like different from preparing for like a mid mid set in like the first half or something like that, or something different to opening up a first or a second half? Yeah, I open with uh, a strong joke, definitely. Where I normally like to save a strong joke for the end, I try to open with a big kick to try to get the audience. You know, it's like. Uh, it, normally you would do the sort of the, the incline on a roller coaster before the drop. I, I try to start with the drop and uh, I then try to give an audience a push in a good direction just to get them attuned, get them back in, get them settled back down, get their phone put away and maybe wake them up a little bit. I like it a lot. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> Sam has only been, uh, Sam's been doing comedy about the same time as I have. So, mm-hmm. so I, I was going to ask you about your writing process. How... Do, how did it start and, and how do you write? Do you sit down at a table? Does it just come to you with like napkins throughout the week or something like that? How do you do it? I, do, I devote thought throughout my week, uh, well, my day, my life. And uh, I take a lot of notes, napkins, serviettes, post-its. I scribble on my leg or my hand. And then when I get home in the evening, I promote those notes to a notebook. When I get time to sit to write, I assess the notes. I then turn that into a, a joke. And it's mostly scribble and bullshit. But then when... I get to a point where I can promote that to a set. I'll get it written out in the proper in the proper setup format and go try it on stage. What about? I like that a lot. I was going to say, what about alcohol? What about alcohol in your set? Does that uh, do you do you drink or do you not drink before a set? Like, well, how does that play a role in your set? I don't drink at all. So you go completely sober. Well, I, I, I don't drink in my regular in life. Yeah, I, completely sober is the wrong word. I'm on beta blockers for my heart. So that does a great job of controlling nerves. It, 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 more, it more controls 
the ups and downs of your heart rate. So I feel like I no longer get that huge, you know, adrenaline hit after a great set. Yeah. But I also don't get that shaky nerves that you do get when you go up, well, when you're early in your career. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, do you ever feel like that becomes a crutch? Look, yes, I, I do accuse myself of being dependent on it. But in saying that, I have forgotten to take it before a few sets now and my set hasn't changed. Nice. So, I mean, I, I, I think I'm not, I'm not needing it, uh, but it's certainly nice to have, even just as something to relax the back of your brain. Okay. And what about, uh, okay, so how often, are you trying, how often do you like to try new stuff? Is that something that you like to try it, every set? Or? No, no, well, it, it depends. I, I mean, I'm constantly working on tightening the material I have and then adding to my bank of material I've got you know, prepared. I, I feel like I bring out something new every... It's been a little slow lately, but maybe every two months. My jokes aren't short jokes. They're, you know, two to three minutes each. So getting that whole thing right and then dumping... Dump, so I'll generally tell two jokes in a set. Dump one joke, keep one joke. Then move the second joke back to be the first joke, put a new joke in after that, and then try to build on that. And then once again, once I've got another joke ready to promote and the new joke is, you know, ready to anchor the second joke, I just keep progressing forward. Beautiful. Does that make sense? 100%. That's actually a very, <laughs> very sense in my head. clean and crisp description. Um, okay, so we're going to leave Sammy here for the first half. We're going to see how he does in the second and uh, we look forward to seeing you again in the second half. Have a lovely night. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been insulted by someone with a lisp, but their S sounds like TH and their R's sound like W. It's not insulting, it's fucking adorable. <laughs> I'm not the first guy to offend people with a lisp, okay? Around 80 years ago, Looney Tunes created Daffy Duck. That guy was a full-time piss-ache on the lispers, alright? The name Daffy literally means uh, stupid and eccentric. Eccentric means strange and unconventional. If you can't call him stupid, strange, unconventional duck, he can't pronounce it. And then the same time in history, Adolf Hitler was busy crafting his master race, and he gassed thousands of people with speech impediments. And no one likes to get spat on, but jeez. <clears throat> this is a killer set. <laughs> yeah, I, I could just drop these jokes right now. You're not loving them. I'm not loving them. Anyone want to ask me some questions or something? Some comedians do something called question time, where you just get to ask them whatever the fuck you want, and they try to answer in a funny way. I think I'll just give it a crack. That's not working. Anyone? Are you morning? <laughs> is it showing? <laughs> well, uh, the sad part is yes I am. That's as good as it gets. <laughs> really? This is all I have to do. <laughs> Look, I'll just leave that there. That's the best laugh I'll get. Welcome back to Live of the Vibe with your host, Elia Rovetti. We're here again with Sam Menzies. Sam, how are you feeling? Yeah, I feel fine, but uh, my set, not so much. It was a bit of a flat line tonight. I ate a whole puddle of shit, but uh, I mean, I guess that's, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I like to say there were some sort of technical issues that, that go into the, the show not going as well as what I wanted to, but sometimes the crowd, it just isn't the way that you want it, like the way that you practice it all. Like, how do you... How do, you, how, how do you feel after that, and how do you, uh, how do you deal with that? Well, I mean, so straight out of the gate, you, you said in the first half, mm-hmm. this, uh, this, pod, this uh, room tonight, is, uh, it's, a, it's a strange room. But I think that the responsibility falls on the comedian still. I mean, I know I went up there, I, I sang the wrong songs and the wrong tune and the wrong key, and, uh, I mean, I got punished for it. Well, punished is the wrong word. I, 
I got what I deserved. And I shouldn't be upset about... Sorry? I shouldn't be upset about uh, having a poor set based on poor effort. I wouldn't call it a poor set. I think it's a learning set. I think it's a poor set if you don't learn anything from it. But if you, there's a lot to learn from there. Uh, there. Sometimes you can't control what's happening up there in terms of with the audience and, 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 and their response and stuff, uh, how they've had the rest of the night. But I think in bombing, there's way more lessons than doing well. Have you... Absolutely. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I cherish and value my bad sets because they're the ones that teach me the hardest. Um, I've said before that, you know, the, the going on stage and eating a pile of shit, that's, that's the manure of comedy. And from that, you know, a beautiful thing can grow. That's, that, 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 that's essentially how I view my set this evening. I can take that, I can analyze that, I can use this recording and I, and I can figure out where my lulls were, where I let myself down at the start, and hopefully I can come back and, uh, and do it better for the next crowd. Mm. No, absolutely. I think that's also part of um, what I respect about you a lot is your ability to just keep getting up every night and stuff like that. That's what I like about you is your ability to keep getting up, telling the same material and then figuring out what you don't like about that how it went that night and what you're going to change. Um, I think you're a comedian. I think you're, I think, uh-huh. I think you're a real comedian. So uh, I think that tonight's just part of being a comedian. So um, I was going to also ask you, after or before a set, like what kind of, um, what do you, do, do you make any plans afterwards? Do you go out for drinks afterwards? you go straight home? Do you listen to recordings? Like what do you do? No, still, I don't, don't drink. But, uh, w- right. w- sorry. But, I mean, I... I've been recently receiving a lot of heavy-handed advice to start recording every one of my sets so I can take it home and analyze all of them. Agreed. I was trying to do another, like, uh, a mental trick where I was training myself to be able to do all of my set recollection mentally, and I was thinking that down the line, eventually, I would have a much better skill uh, at my disposal. But I think it at this point, not recording my sets is perhaps perhaps retarding uh, my ability to advance. Well, that's terribly worded, <laughs> but, but, but it's it's withholding me from moving forward as quickly as I could be progressing. Um, so I mean, I'm going to start with this recording, and and from here forth, I will be taking recordings of my sets. After every set, I go home. And one tradition I always have for myself after a good set is I play um, "I Will Follow You Into the Dark" by can't remember the artist's name. It's a great song. It's my cele- It's a celebration song. I like that ritual a lot. That's dope. You wore it right off into the sunset. Um, all right. So, Sam, are you going to be... Uh, actually, you and I are going to be doing a show later on in this year called... Uh, 10% Luck. 10% Luck. That's right. So, it was, it's sort of like... It's, it's, a second or, it's a second show we're doing off um, the Worst of Both Worlds. It was like a really nice show that, that uh, Anthony put together. It was pretty... Um, it was actually really dope. But this year, in like June, July, we're going to be trying to pull it's, this off. It's June. First show is June the fifteenth, and we're looking at installing a second show either before or after that. I don't know exactly. Anthony Lacasio did such a spectacular job for us coordinating and organizing the worst of both worlds. I was really, really lucky that I was invited to that showcase, and you too. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I just want to recreate those opportunities, and that's what we're we're aiming for in June. Beautiful. All right. If you are. Uh if you like Sam Menzies, we're going to have him back here on the podcast in a couple of weeks. We're looking forward to it. Sam is also a regular resident of Vibe. We love having him here. So come and get some giggles with Vibe and come and get some giggles with Sam. 
Do you mind if I sneak in a plug on my podcast? Oh, no, don't be silly. I should have done that before. Sam also has a terrific podcast called... The Downside with Sam Menzies. Tell us about it. The Downside with Sam Menzies. It's a podcast. It's an interview basis podcast, usually with other comedians. And uh, we take the time to get together. We exchange stories, have a lot of good laughs. It's a cheeky podcast, not necessarily for kids. But, uh, oh, I mean, I have had kid guests. So there's a little something in there for everybody. It's enjoyable. It's fun. It's funky. Give it a, give it a try. If you don't like it, give me a dirty thumbs down and fuck me off on Facebook. It's okay. <laughs> I like it. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here at Live with the Vibe. Uh, we'll be back another Saturday night. And you guys have yourself a nice weekend. Thank you so much. Mwah.